Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. I swear, sometimes it feels like we're all just living in Elon Musk's simulation, and he is having one hell of a week. Uh, try to release a rocket, obviously tried to fire it off on 420, it blew up, you know, got ghosts in the comments, so let's get into, um, the last seven days for Elon Musk. So Elon Musk, like, you know, it's just crazy, like, how it feels like he's kind of in a, like, he says there's simulation and potentially we're all just living in a simulation, why do I say that? Because of the news he is making consistently. We have him on the BBC right here talking, and I don't know if you guys saw that heated debate between him and that BBC correspondent, and it was just really uncomfortable because the guy was not ready to talk to him. You can clearly tell that Elon Musk was just looking for some examples and having kind of like a general conversation you would have. And if I make accusations about something and he's like there, it's like he's like, so like, what does that mean? Like, where is the data for it? I'm just trying to understand it. And the correspondent really couldn't get into it. And I'm going to go ahead and play you this clip from it. BBC does not set the rules on Twitter. So I'm asking you. No, I'm talking about the BBC's most information about COVID. I'm, I'm, I'm literally As- asking you about, you changed the labels, the COVID misinformation labels. There used to be a policy and then, it then disappeared. Why do that? Well, COVID is no longer an issue. Well, there you go. And the COVID is no longer an issue. But the way he says it, like, the BBC correspondent has no idea how to communicate with him in that level. It's like he's really thinking about his career, his job, his livelihood. And Elon Musk is like, hey, bro, you're my simulation. I really don't care what you have to say. It's wrong. And here's why it's wrong. And you probably need to go back and listen to that if you're interested in what happened. But he's calling him out consistently, calling out the BBC consistently. And it just gets really, really intense. So much so that, like, it's not like, it's just there's a lot of different things happening. So that's kind of like in the last seven-day, 10-day, whatever, media cycle, that's kind of where Elon Musk made it. So people are talking about that. So you have that article kind of happening. You have that conversation happening. And, and it's a really interesting one because, you know, I mean, I think it really proves that, you know, Elon Musk isn't going to cow down. Like, he's going to get in there, he's going to talk, he's wearing a t-shirt and jeans, and he's just having a normal conversation with this individual. And clearly, they were not ready for that type of interview. And obviously, you can tell Elon Musk clearly has a chip on his shoulder towards the BBC. Because he did an interview with Tucker Carlson not too long ago, same within the same media cycle. And he's actually talking about how um, he ended up firing 80% of Twitter. Did I say TikTok? 80% of Twitter's staff. And now he's only using 20% of the company to run Twitter. Is that not insane? And what he's saying is whenever you don't have a bureau that's trying to dictate narratives or information, you know, it's easy to easy to just have 20% and not have any type of policing of content i mean that's pretty insane i mean whenever you hear him say that 
like, you know, whenever we think about these narratives, information, things being released, and the fact that Twitter, even along with Jack Dorsey, who I guess now is creating another online site, you know, and Jack Dorsey trying to indicate he had this whole aspect of truth in that, you know, Elon Musk went in there and just gutted 80% of the workforce, then saying that it was an organization that was trying to create narratives. Well, that's another situation, you know, and then you kind of look at that as a whole. I'm going to go ahead and play that audio for you right now. So how do you run the company with only 20% of the staff? Uh, it turns out uh, you don't need uh, all that many people to run Twitter. But 80%? That's a lot. Um, yes. Uh, over, I mean, if you're, if you're not trying to run some sort of uh, glorified activist organization uh, with, with, and you don't care that much about censorship, then uh, you can really let go of a lot of people, it turns out. <laughs> I mean, that's Tucker Carlson laughing, but good Lord. I mean, you look at that interview along with the BBC and Elon Musk is really putting himself out there and he's really creating, I don't know, a target on his back. It's like, it's insane to think that, you know, we're living in a day and age where a South African who their brother created a company called PayPal. They sold it off. They used that money to leverage it, buy SpaceX, buy Tesla, buy Twitter, you know, and kind of create a whole different output in shaping the world as we know it. Um, it's like when you think about it, you're like, wow, like never. And, and I, I can't imagine anything where we've seen this. And we're seeing it in a way where it's really, really, intense to the media outlet of, of of how we perceive the world and how Twitter is being formed. I mean, if it's true, he fired 20% and Tucker Carlson's laughing at it. It's like, I just, I don't even know how to process that. I mean, it's like, how is that not a simulation? That's the only way I can put that into words to think about what is truly happening. And then we put it on the simple fact too, and we caveat it on the, caveat it on the fact that Elon Musk fired probably or attempted to fire one of the biggest rockets in SpaceX, SpaceX history. And the liftoff went well around, I guess, $3 billion of taxpayers' monies. You know, at some point, SpaceX was the largest government contractor really working to put space back on the map. And it happened on 420. And, um, you know, as a result of it not happening, it went up and it exploded. And... Do we know if Elon Musk had any type of control over it actually being launched on 420? If you're not familiar with 420, it is the marijuana unofficial holiday for smokers in the United States. Apparently, if there's a police call, someone's calling you, 420 means that there's a marijuana smoking in session. Okay. So the rocket blows up. And, you know, we can probably all come to the same conclusion that maybe Elon Musk was going to send out one of his funny little kooky tweets saying, hey, I got the highest on 420, tee hee hee, and really go from that. And if he did, I mean, that's awesome, but he didn't. And I guess apparently there's been some backlash on social media, and I'm following this up from another content creator who covered it, and I think his name is Plasman500. He's a hilarious dude, and in a way, it's like I'm, I'm – I'm kind of copying his information going off his bit, but what he was saying is within that, within that um, situation, people were actually commenting on it, 
potentially upsetting Elon saying, hey, you know, I hope you last longer in bed than this rocket and and kind of just going in and saying these things. And then you have this whole debacle with the blue check mark that's happening where, you know, people are paying for the blue check mark and some people are saying they're not going to pay for it. As a result, you know, you have NPR saying that, you know, a lot of things like this where you're saying, you know, on Twitter, NPR is a government-funded organization. PBS is a government-funded media outlet. And, I mean, that's all true. I mean, it's not any lies. And then on top of that, you get this whole situation with this blue check mark. And it gets so weird because, like, you know, people weren't wanting to pay for it. So LeBron James was like, I don't even want to pay for it. And Elon Musk is like, I got you, and just gives him the blue check mark. And it's like, it makes it really weird. It's like, this is the part where it's like, all right, Elon, you've had a pretty good month, like a pretty good week, you know. But when we look at this whole blue check mark thing, I mean, that, it, it seems kind of chaotic. So, and the media is obviously going to pile on. So whenever we look at, there's been a lot of chaos and confusion about Twitter as thousands of verification council lose their blue tick, Okay. Anyone wishing to retain the check based on their name has to pass an $84 um, a year to pay for it. Celebrities, public figures, government organizations among their users have lost the verification with the copycat account starting to emerge. So whenever you lose your blue check mark, it really indicates other people can create an account and then send out tweets and do silly stuff like that. There's been jokes that the monitoring with some celebrities who refuse to pay them still being granted the service. Elon Musk admits that personally paying for some celebrities' verification, including the author of Stephen King. There are fears over spreading of misinformation among Twitter more than 300 million monthly users as a result of this change. Meanwhile, Twitter has dropped the government-funded media tag on the account, on some accounts. So it's like it's almost like like Twitter, in a way, is Elon Musk's um elon musk is his like pet project you think about what he's doing on twitter you know the guy he's coming after media right he's 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 saying a lot of different things obviously he's creating electric cars creating a whole different way we move the motor vehicle but on twitter it's like really petty like and 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 i and it looks really bad because if we look at that tucker carlson uh interview and saying that he cut and he only has 20 percent of the staff running it and they're having these weird situations with these blue check marks. It's like, Elon, you may need to hire like 10 or 20% of the staff back so maybe they can manage this a little bit better and come up with like better ideas. Like, what if Elon Musk is just sitting there managing and coming up with these concepts? Like, like listening to him talk in that BBC um, interview and then listening to him talk again with Tucker Carlson, the state-run media thing is totally him. Like he is coming up with that on his own. And it really makes you wonder how much control over Twitter he has. Like with with SpaceX, you SpaceX, you can indicate that yeah, he's working with rocket scientists, he's working with a lot of different people. And at the end of the day, like I like kind of think of him as probably like a glorified project manager, you know, coming in, managing different projects, having different insight maybe calling different decisions or, or the big-time game decisions. I know whenever they wanted to fire the civilian spaceship into space, I know he was he allowed the individual to pick who he wanted to go into space. So you have like those kind of really big decisions 
that are falling on him and he's willing to take it. But the fact that LeBron James is like, nah, I don't want that, dude. And he's like, no worry, I got you. It just seems really, really strange. And, like, articles are just jumping all over it. And it's like, it's, it's, that's what's so insane. So, and you have these articles coming out within the last three hours. So this one kind of says, drill and other Twitter powers use being campaigned to block the blue paid chant. So Elon Musk made a rare move. He delivered on a promise. So on Twitter in October of last year, Elon Musk opened about his disdain for Twitter's old verification system. Musk made it clear that legacy um, verification users would eventually lose their check marks after missing the original scheduled date of April 1st. Yesterday, Elon Musk removed the blue check mark from all accounts and saying it indicated $8 per month. So you can pay 8 or 87 a year. There are up to 630,000 subscribers to Twitter. So when we look at those subscribers, I don't understand why you would want to take the blue check mark away. If you're trying to get funding, I understand it, but if you hit a certain number, hit a summer and like a certain number of posts, or if you have some type of accreditation, why do you think celebrities would pay for their blue check mark? That's one thing I don't understand. Because to pay for the blue check mark then indicates a media signal that hey, so and so paid for the blue check mark with Elon Musk. You know what? What is the media aligning with it? And there's different narratives and different conversations that could take place. So whenever you're having that happen, you can see why people like LeBron James would not want to take part in it. So strategically, I think that it's a really bad decision. And if I was Elon Musk, he's going to have to backpedal here. And I would say if your account has X, if you are somebody like LeBron James, you know, then you don't have to pay for it. And if they were really smart, what they would do is say once you hit X amount of followers, you no longer have to pay for Twitter Blue like you have. 100,000 followers, you're verified, or 25,000 followers, and you're verified. Um, you know, because verified people should not be, I don't think they should have to pay. You know, maybe government organizations have to pay for verification, possibly, maybe businesses, but not famous people. I mean, it makes them look more egotistical if they have to pay for their own blue check mark. Like, I get it if you're tr- like an account trying to get established and you're kind of like the working man blue collar account where you're working to really get your um, information in there. But other otherwise, I think it's a very silly and kind of a stupid idea to kind of create subscriptions for something that hasn't had subscriptions. It's like, why pay? And then you have a whole situation where Elon Musk, I guess, took away the fact you can't see what's trending on Twitter. You know, a lot of people like to check weather on it, and he's isolated to where you have to have an account to even check it. So anyways... I'm pretty sure like if we're all living in a simulation, maybe Elon Musk is running it and he's just dominating the world through different entities. But those are my two cents on it. Um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, Go follow me on the Master of Non on Instagram and we'll get back to you tomorrow.